Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Hope everybody's feeling good. This episode is a continuation of our conversation about confidence, right? So today we're reading a piece from Epictetus's The Art of Living. I recommend everyone go out and get that book. It's great. For those of you in my class, it's number one in our discourses for your consideration section. So what he's talking about here, among other things, is how humility is a pathway to confidence how curiosity and the willingness to take risks is a pathway to confidence. And also he gets into the differences between confidence and arrogance. And at the end, we get a great definition of arrogance that I think, again, will help us continue in our conversation with confidence. So this section is called The First Step. He tells us, the first step to living wisely is to relinquish self-conceit. See the delusional folly in being a nervous know-it-all whose giddy mind is always prattling on about his knee-jerk, impressions of events and other people, forcing current experiences into previously formed categories. Quote, oh yes, this thing here is just like such and such. Behold the world fresh as it is on its own terms through the eyes of a beginner. Pause for a second. That's a beautiful idea. The beginner mindset. So that's about humility and that's also about opening ourselves up to learning. If you are always a beginner, you always have more to learn. If you arrogantly think you know it all, you close, yourself, you close yourself off to taking risks, which then closes you off to learning and growth. You're not a confident person, right? So even someone who is a quote-unquote master opens themselves, opens themselves up to becoming an even greater master by having a beginner mindset, right? It's a beautiful idea. Confident people are always open to learn. They're always open to being corrected. And they, of course, encourage people to do that respectfully. But nonetheless, there's a sense with confident people that they're not afraid to be learners, right? As I continue now with Epictetus. To know that you do not know and to be willing to admit that you do not know without sheepishly apologizing is real strength and sets the stage for learning and progress in any endeavor. The wisest among us appreciate the natural limits of our knowledge and have the metal to preserve their naivete. They understand how little all of us really know about anything. There is no such thing as conclusive once and for all knowledge. The wise do not confuse information or data, however prodigious or cleverly deployed with comprehensive knowledge or transcendent wisdom. They say things like, hmm, or is that so, a lot. Once you realize how little we do know, you are not easily duped by false talkers, splashily Splashy gladhanders and demagogues. Spirited curiosity is an emblem of the flourishing life. So, this is, I think, a very interesting concept, right? The idea, again, that not only are you not carried away by yourself, which is to say, I know everything, I'm the best, I'm good, I don't have to, you don't let yourself be carried away by others who act like that. Very, very, this is kind of like how you approach a, a quote unquote good sales pitch. Right. We're open to learn and we're also open to question others to demonstrate their learning. Okay, and this is interesting. Once you realize how little, you know, right, the famous Socratic idea, all I know is I know nothing. You hopefully are able to open yourself up to the idea that we can teach and learn with and from others. Okay, he's saying how little we know. So we is kind of like everybody. Right? You're not easily duped by fast talkers, which means you're not easily carried away by someone saying, I, I got the thing for you. Okay, well, show me. Demonstrate that. Right, By grappling with ourselves and questioning our own quote-unquote knowledge, 
we should be able to then do the same respectfully, kindly, but with a sense of effective scrutiny with others. Right. So we question our own arrogance, maybe our own false sense of knowledge, and then we do that with others as well. And again, as kindly a way as possible. Right. So let me continue with Epictetus a little bit here. Arrogance is the boring mask of cowardice, but far more important, it is the most potent impediment to the flourishing life. Clear thinking and self-importance cannot logically coexist. Humanity has no inherent pecking order, despite outward appearances. Everyone in this world is important. If you really want peace of mind and success in your endeavors, forego self-importance. Right? So that, I think that's, again, so much to unpack here. Right? Outward appearances. You have that car. You, you're wearing that watch. Right? You talk with a sense of sophistication or whatever. Relax. Right? We could talk, we could talk about the implications there in, in regards to materialism. Right? The way people, again, we, and we talk about how we strive for material gain. Right? And what he's saying is here, again, relax. When you're, when you're doing those things as a result of, or even, let's say, as an embodiment of a sense of self-importance, there's this, you're careful. What's the fear you're not addressing that you're then using those things to compensate for? Right? Again, that arrogance is the boring mask of, for cowardice. For a coward, that's a really cool line. Right? Because, again, think about anybody who thinks they know something. You can't talk to them. They're not, they get defensive almost, right? Or not even almost. Sometimes they straight up get defensive. And they're not willing to acknowledge that what the other person's offering might be of use to them. It might be important. And in so doing, they're almost, you know, to a degree, they're degrading that person. So when he's saying everyone in this world is important, that's a powerful idea, right? If you really want peace of mind, as he's continuing now, and success in your endeavors, forego self-importance. Your ego gets in the way of your own growth, of your own development, of your personhood, right? And he goes on here. Conceit is an iron gate that admits no new knowledge, no expansive possibilities, nor constructive ideas. Indulging in excessive pride in your own knowledge, abilities, or experiences, and attempting to take on more power or authority than is yours, than is yours due, I'm sorry, than is your due, is fatal. Such preening not only alienates others, since an overbearing lout is, suff is suffocating to be around. We've all dealt with people like this too, right? Um, but also leads to complacency, precluding change in a wholesome direction. You keep running around in the same familiar circles. You get caught in the same sticky webs. Nothing novel or festive ever happens. This is someone who's, who brags a lot, right? Again, this is the braggadocious know-it-all who, as he's saying here, doesn't want to learn, doesn't see the world as new, but thinks everything is stagnant and they just are good where they are. And the idea of preening, not you know, preening alienating people, that's very real. And we're going to admit it and make a very important distinction. I love how he does this between someone who's bragging and, and preening and making people feel awkward, right, versus someone who's sharing good news. So we'll get to that in a moment here. To do anything well you must have the humility to bumble around a bit. I love that. You're going to mess up. And once you acknowledge that you will mess up, all of a sudden you're more confident because you're just doing the thing. 
right? To follow your nose, to get lost, to goof. Have the courage to try an undertaking and possibly do it poorly. Again, these are weird, I think, counterintuitive things. We think the confident person does things well. No. I mean, yes, right? And no. The confident person is also willing to do things poorly because it's very likely the confident person, before they could do the thing well, had to do it poorly. They're, again, they came through that. They came through the process of doing things poorly into doing them well. Once again, on social media, you don't see people's failures, right? And it's the same thing when someone's bragging. They can brag about the result. I got an A on the test, right? But they didn't talk about the last test, or they're not going to talk about all the practice tests that they failed, right? So keep that in mind, one. And two, with, your, with ourselves, it takes courage to fail. And then when we don't quit, hopefully, right, we eventually, quote, succeed. But the success is even before the success. It's not the result, right? It's who we're becoming as a result of the failures, too. Unremarkable lives are marked by fear of not looking capable when trying something new. That's a great line. To be remarkable, we have to then cultivate the capacity to not care about looking stupid. Very powerful. I'll continue reading. New experiences are meant to deepen our lives and advance us to new levels of competence. They are not meant to be used by the self-important as fodder for, sh for shoring up their previously adopted views and conclusions. So I, can't, I think this was a Tony Robbins line, I think. But he said, again, 80-20 on that, that he said it. I think he did. Um, I didn't think of this, though, for sure, that competence leads to confidence. I would add one aspect of that. I think consciousness or awareness of our competence leads to confidence. Because as we said last episode, some people are very competent, but they lack confidence, right? They've gotten great results consistently. They've challenged themselves consistently, but they don't like ever give themselves a pat on the back and cultivate that awareness of, oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, I've cultivated this skill. I can be confident, again, not arrogant, but I can be confident in the next endeavor the next task right but again epictetus here is drawing that i think same connection too of competence relating to confidence and courage right i'll continue reading important knowledge and personal guidance dwell in unexpected places if you wish to see them and avail yourself to, of them when you come upon them then guard yourself lest you become vain glorious and uncritically smug the idea of being uncritical connects quite nicely to one of our uh, comments from the living in the moment, right? Objectively confront the moment. Back to this idea a moment ago of adding consciousness into the idea that competence, consciousness, and confidence go together. Be critical. That doesn't mean negative. It just means examine, right? If you're not critical and you're smug, that's a problem. Right, and this is the last few lines here, I think, very good stuff. The legitimate glow of satisfaction at accomplishing a hard-won, worthy goal should not be confused with arrogance, which is characterized by self-preoccupation and lack of interest in the feelings or affairs of others. That's self-explanatory. I think it's a really good idea. Right, It's defining arrogance for us here, or at least a couple key elements of what it means to be an arrogant person. You doing a good job and feeling good about it and even sharing about it in a respectful way is not arrogance. Right. 
Arrogance is when you don't care about other people and when you're overly preoccupied with yourself. So that's a big distinction to make here, right? I hope this few uh, these few paragraphs from Epictetus were good, right? Were kind of helpful for us here on our pathway to confidence. I think, again, he's telling us, be humble, be curious, take risks, and don't make yourself feel too nervous about taking the risks. Looking stupid, looking like you don't know what you're doing, looking weak, this is a part of what it means to become a confident person. And then also we put that internally, right? Feeling weak and then not letting that feeling control what we do. That's the willpower, right? It's the willpower to say, no feeling, I'm going to act against what you're saying. No thought, I'm going to act against what you're saying. Then that idea of consciousness, you take the action, you have to give yourself a pat on the back. You have to then characterize yourself in your mind as, damn, that was confident. I'm proud of that. That was a noble thing, right? I didn't let the excessive feeling of doubt or fear of looking ridiculous get in the way of me doing this thing. I'm more confident for this. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon.